Fields Talk 1041 and a good morning, everyone. Yes, it is not only the Friday Road Show, but kicking off the one busiest broadcast day of the year for KSGF for the morning show. Of course, things here at Scramblers, our Friday Road Show broadcasting live. Now we, of course, also are having a hero's breakfast, which means veterans get free breakfast at thanks to Scramblers, air services, heating, cooling, plumbing, electrical, delta roofing, and serenity honors. And then from here, once the show is over, we're going to head over to Corwin Ford uh, Springfield and Republic. They are providing transportation for our day of hitting local businesses. That's sponsored by Foreman Mechanical Heating and Cooling. Every hour, stopping at a new area location, and we'll be uh, we'll come we'll be coming to you as you listen to the different shows, the different programs. Essentially, what we'll be doing is utilizing a full break every hour instead of having the traditional three or four minutes of uh, different commercials, we will uh, uh, bypass the the normal commercials and we're going to talk with uh, owner of the business or somebody that is there uh, working at the local business about some gift ideas that they have to offer. And then we will tonight have our Christmas happy hour at Retro Metro from 4 to 6. Every one of the location stops we make, the gift idea that is highlighted will go to one winner tonight. You'll just come by Retro Metro Register, and at 6, we'll draw. And if you win, you're going to get every single item. So that's what we have going today. We'll also be doing Facebook Lives uh, throughout the day from these locations as well. So you can hear us on air. You can watch us on Facebook. And then hopefully join us at Retro Metro for our happy hour this afternoon from 4 to 6. In the meantime, uh, let's get the latest news. Update. Good morning, everyone. From Color 10 Studios, I'm Angela Luna. A deputy in Pulaski County was involved in a hit-and-run crash last night. The sheriff's office confirming to Color 10 it happened on I-44 at the Dixon exit, and the suspect drove off after the crash. We are waiting to hear back from the sheriff's office for more information about the suspect or any injuries. Be sure to stick with Color 10 on air and online for updates. Three people have been arrested after homeowners saw them lurking around their homes in Camden County. Heather Owens, Dustin Matthews, and Kyle Shooten are facing several charges involving drugs and possession of tools to commit a burglary. Two different callers reporting seeing the three walking around the homes acting suspicious. When arrested, deputies found meth, bolt cutters, credit cards, and social security cards that did not belong to them. From Color 10 Studios, I'm Angela Luna. The first alert forecast sponsored by St. Clair of the Ozarks Home Improvements from first for uh, the uh, first alert forecast rather from Color 10 Fox 49 meteorologist Tom Schmidt. Uh, there may be a little bit of drizzle this morning. Otherwise, clouds expected for the day. A high of 50, mostly cloudy tonight, 35 for low. Tomorrow, partly sunny, 54. And Sunday, same, mostly sunny, high of 54. And our good friend Ryan A1 Custom Car Care here with us this morning. How do you do, sir? Uh, I do very well. Right. How about I, I, yourself? Just fantastic. I can just sense you have words of wisdom for us during this traveling time of year. I do. I do indeed. I mean, we had our first kind of taste of it yesterday and today, right? You know, yeah, it's yeah. getting to be the, the drizzle and the cold. Right. And, the... and, and it's that, for whatever reason, I don't understand this, but people act, even when it's the first drizzle or rain in a while, as if there's a sheet of ice everywhere. Yes. I'm telling you, I was heading home yesterday afternoon, and it wasn't a normal, real, real busy time. It was uh, 
about 345. I'm on 60, just past James River, and traffic was backed up to the tractor barn. I mean, I was like, what on earth is going on here? And I think people are just driving ridiculously slow. For so, I, yes. Don't get me wrong. I'm all for being cautious. I, you know, oh, I'm, don't worry. I've got a hot take on that. Yeah, yeah. I, I'm all for being cautious. But I, I, is there an accident up there? What's going on? I mean, I bypassed it, you know, went, took another route because I was on a schedule that I had to keep. And, and uh, But it just seems like that happens. Yes, and it, it does. And you get just the opposite. You get people who... You know, think that it's a free for all, and let's do woohoo! We're gonna have fun in the in the mud, or we'll go have mm. fun in the snow, or whatever. And that's actually what I wanted to talk about today. Okay. It's like you read my mind. Yeah, I'm good. Uh, you have those two extremes, and it's just like anything else. You kind of have to find that happy medium in the middle, because that's what your car is built for. When you think about it, how we normally drive during the day is how you should be expected to drive in inclement weather. And in order to do that, you have to change what you're doing to the vehicle because the road has changed, right? You still want the vehicle to, you know, you don't want to be operating a vehicle at 5,000 RPMs red line when it's dry out. Well, you don't want to do that when it's wet out either. And those are the two things that I see the most is essentially, you know, people who, oh my goodness, let me panic. I have to drive know 15 20 30 miles an hour under the speed limit and that's not safe you are going to cause an accident and it's not doing you any better um you're not utilizing the energy of the vehicle to keep it moving so it's harder to take off from a stop so you might end up revving it you know way too high or getting stuck right that's another thing right you know um and at the same time if you can go fast I know you can go fast. The question is, can you stop? Um, so my, my tip, my hack, if you will, is you know remember that you are the adjustment. You're the tuner. The, the driver is the tuner of the car for how it drives. And so in those snowy conditions, yes, we do want to stop earlier. Typically, generally speaking, they're saying to double your stopping distance. That doesn't mean you have to double how hard you press on the brakes. You know, and that doesn't mean that you have to start stopping, what, five blocks away. I mean, most of the time we're stopping, say, a half a block, right? I mean, if you're a conservative driver and you're stopping in dry weather, that might be about the time, you know, you see the red light, you're about a half a block away, you start, so maybe start a block away, you know, or the other consideration is think in your head, like, if I'm at a block-to-block stoplight, you know, maybe I'm just not going to accelerate as much. I'm going to get to a moving distance where I'm not a, impeding traffic and coast to that stoplight. So just, just thinking ahead, basically right? what should be common sense. Yeah, huh? yeah. But I don't know. Do we really talk about that? It's kind of the unspoken, you know, thing in the room. Yeah, like, it's one of those things that some of us, you know, well, like I said, it, it's quite aggravating at times. Yes. Just, yeah, it is. I, I suppose everyone slowing down unnecessarily is better than everyone just going faster unnecessarily. I would argue. that That's like, like I said. It's a hot take. I would argue it's just as bad. Okay. Because. Well, it makes me just as angry. What do brake lights say to you? They say that someone's slowing down. Right. It does not automatically translate into somebody is stopping in the middle right, of the road. Yeah. And so you run into that situation thinking, okay, well, I'll start slowing down. Mm -hmm. 
oh no, that car's getting closer a lot faster. And, you know, now we're in a position where you've rear-ended somebody, the six people behind you have rear-ended everyone yeah. else. And All right. Thank you, sir. You're welcome. A1 Custom Car Care. Don't forget the show along with our very own Sarah Myers and Dustin Atwood on Saturdays right here on Springfield's Talk 1041. A traffic update now. I'm Nick Reed. We got our Heroes Breakfast going on this morning here at Scramblers. If you're a veteran, come by and get yourself some free breakfast thanks to... Scramblers, Delta Roofing, Air Services, Heating, Cooling, Plumbing, Electrical, and Serenity Honors. We also have some Mannheim Steamrollers, Cinnamon Hot Chocolate Boxes. You know, we've done this in the past with the big canisters that are filled with the the mix. They have uh, changed their packaging for, I don't know, convenience maybe on the go. And instead of the canisters, boxes, and it's individual packets now. So that is probably something that... They did by request. Uh, Chip Davis's original recipe, Mannheim Steamrollers, Cinnamon Hot Chocolate. So you can just come by. We don't have a tremendous amount of them, but a big thank you to them for that. And a reminder also that we will have our traditional Mannheim Steamroller Christmas. That will be coming up on Christmas Eve. I know it's a few weeks down the road, but we always, you know, a lot of times you think, I just want music in the background, want some nice Christmas music. Uh, That's what we start doing Christmas Eve at noon and run it all the way through Christmas Day, the entirety of Christmas Day, so 36 hours. And not only do you get the the Mannheim Steamroller Christmas, Christmas music, but Chip Davis, he in between does a lot of... um, Uh, just different information about the Christmas traditions, American Christmas traditions, European Christmas traditions, just sort of interesting information. I know it's what we listen to whenever we head to my mother-in-law's on Christmas Eve. We listen to it, and it's just, you know, it passes the time, and it's nice Christmas music. And and so that is uh, something that we will have once again this year. Okay, now, I wanted to go into just a little bit something that I briefly touched on coming out of the show yesterday, uh, but because it was the end of the show, didn't have a lot of time. And it was from an AP story, lawyers for religious leaders challenging Missouri abortion ban say that law imposes belief on everyone. Uh, This is the, of course, belief that you should not kill unborn children. Missouri lawmakers intended to, quote, impose their religious beliefs on everyone in the state. When they passed a restrictive abortion ban, lawyers for a group of religious leaders who support abortion rights said at a court hearing Thursday. But attorneys for the state counter that just because some supporters of the law oppose abortion on religious grounds doesn't mean that the law forces their belief on anyone. Thirteen Christian, Jewish, and Unitarian Universalist leaders filed suit in January seeking a permanent injunction barring Missouri from enforcing its abortion law and a declaration that provisions violate the Missouri Constitution. Thursday's hearing in St. Louis concerned the state's request to dismiss the lawsuit. Judge Jason Singheiser uh, said that he'll likely rule in January. So the lawsuit is one of 38 filed in 23 states challenging abortion laws. The lawsuit filed on behalf of so-called faith leaders 
by Americans United for Separation of Church and State and the National Women's Law Center said sponsors and supporters of the Missouri measure repeatedly emphasized their religious intent in exacting the legislation. The lawsuit quotes the bill's sponsor, Republican State Rep Nick Schroer, saying that, quote, as a Catholic, I do believe life begins at conception, and that is built into our legislative findings. A co-sponsor, Republican State Rep Barry Hovis, said he was motivated, quote, from the biblical side of it, according to the lawsuit. K.M. Bell, an attorney for the plaintiffs, said we know this has a religious purpose because when the lawmakers passed law in 2019, they told us that. Now, a couple of things here. One, let's look at the quote from that, that they utilize as part of their argument that abortion should be allowed because of, among other things, State Rep. Nick Schroer said for him that as a Catholic, I do believe that life begins at conception, and that is built into our legislative findings. Okay. What difference does it make why he believes this? Because science shows that we are talking about life here. Now, whether he as a Catholic believes you know, that you should, his, his Catholic beliefs are such because this is what the science says, or his Catholic beliefs are such because this is what the Bible says. It doesn't negate reality. Simply because someone's Catholic faith is their reason for believing in something does not automatically mean that that belief is incorrect or invalid or should not be legally recognized. I'm sure, now I'm not a Catholic here, but I suspect that it is also part of the Catholic belief system that you shouldn't murder your neighbor if they have their music up too loud. Does that mean that if someone like State Rep Nick Schroer passes legislation saying that you shouldn't be able to murder your neighbor if their music's up too loud, and as a Catholic I have strong beliefs in this, it's part of my Catholic teaching that we should have religious leaders and everyone come out and judges rule that, well, because he's motivated by his Catholic faith here, that means that this law is unconstitutional, so feel free to murder your neighbor if their music's up too loud. Of course not. That's ridiculous. But this is the argument that they're using. Further, they note Representative Barry Hovis, who said he was motivated from the biblical side of it. Okay, again, what difference does that make? I don't care if someone is motivated by this belief that watching reruns of the 80s cartoon My Little Pony, they believe that the cartoons are speaking through the TV to them that they should be against murder. I'm not going to suddenly decide that, well, because this person's beliefs or motivation for supporting the science and being against killing living people for no reason other than perhaps convenience, that that should be legal simply because this one individual is motivated by My Little Pony, which I don't believe in. I don't really care about the motivations. I don't care who is funding these people. Science is science. What's right is right and what's wrong is wrong. And this absurd notion that there should be no law regarding the banning of killing human beings because religious people also believe you should not murder? Now, they're not arguing. Notice here. Now, some of you may deny the science and say to yourselves, well, this isn't a life. That's not what they're arguing here. They are arguing that because some of, not all, but they cherry-pick some individuals that voted for this legislation, 
that are pro-life, they are claiming because their religion or they claim that their religion is the reason that they acknowledge you should not murder people innocently, innocent people, that that is the reason that it should not be in law. That's that's the, the crux of this argument that they're laying out here. That any that essentially, I mean, if you if they are going to be consistent in this argument, then again, this means any sort of law that is on the books in which a religion, any religion for that matter, is also in, in support of, then that should not be a law. Child molestation, something that from a religious perspective, whether it's Christianity, and I know some could argue on certain other religions, but let's just stick with Christianity here because this seems to be the target of it. You know, as a Christian, people will recognize that you should not beat, abuse, or molest children. Well, there are also laws on the books that say you can't do this. Should those be repealed because it's simply religious people pushing off their religious beliefs? Now, the one-dimensionally thinking individuals will say, well, no, because that's obvious. Well, that's just wrong. You can't do that. That's a victim. Well, that's what abortion is as well. That's what science tells us. You take religion completely out of it. I mean, th this absurd notion that it is only wrong to kill innocent people in the minds of Christians or some other religions. Are we really supposed to believe that atheists see the, the, the requirement as a human being to not kill other human beings unless, of course, it's in self-defense? That that requirement is something that should be rejected because that is, you know, it's one of the Ten Commandments. That's one of the big ones. This is a ludicrous argument. And if it were to be applied to, if they were going to be consistent with this, and we're going to have no laws when it comes to rape, when it comes to beating your children, when it comes to beating your spouse, when it comes to theft... You know, that's another big one. Thou shall not steal. I guess we should argue that, I mean, even out in California, they still above 950 bucks tell you you can't steal. I mean, at least they have a limit on it. And the fact that these individuals couch it and parade it as a religious perspective, that's evil. Broadcasting live from Scramblers this morning, <clears throat> excuse me, Friday Roadshow and a Heroes Breakfast. That's right. Veterans come by and get your free breakfast till 9 a.m. I'm Nick Reed. I want to remind you about my awesome friends, Mark and Shelley Long. Love these folks. If you, if you don't know them, they're the sort of people that... Uh, you just you, you look around at your circle of friends, your circle of influence, and, and you're glad for them. You know, they say, I mean, you, you want to know who a person is, look at their friends. And as human beings, we tend to take cues from one another. 
And when those people have businesses, their employees are a reflection of that character as well. And it's one of the reasons that you have the product and the service that you get with Garage Experts. And while some say, well, yeah, it's easy when you're using the absolute best product possible, bar none above anything that you could purchase in the store, it's easy whenever... You have top-of-the-line people who are craft. This is their craft, and they've been doing it for years and years and years. Yeah, but this is the path they chose because of high character, because they wanted to provide the best, because they understand that this is an investment, and they want to make sure it's done right just the way they would do it in their home and the way they have done it in their own home. And the way it was done in my home, and I know many of you uh, others as well, I just recommend that you, you check them out and see what massive improvements they can make with your garage storage as well as the flooring. And it doesn't even have to be. In fact, I was at a business, a significant business yesterday, and I was sitting there and I looked over in a, a portion of the business that had quite a bit of square footage, and I looked over and I was like, not only can I tell that was Garage Experts, but I swear that is the exact same coloring scheme that I picked, which is pretty remarkable because there are hundreds and hundreds of different choices and options. Uh, so I'm sure it wasn't exactly the same, but boy, did it look like it. Garage Experts for those massive transformation needs, turning that garage into a living space. Coming up, I want to talk about this is something else I touched on just a brief bit yesterday. And this is a call from at least one state rep Republican to not allow individuals from Gaza to be dropped into Missouri. The concern, of course, is terrorism. The governor's response is that this particular state rep, they don't even know what they're talking about. There's nothing he can do about it anyhow. And then, of course, there is also pushback under the guise of racism. You know, uh, one of the local news outlets interviewed different people on this and interviewed a person that was in the capacity of helping settle people in, in Missouri. And just just the, there's only one reason. Only one reason that she could think of anyone would be against this, and this is racism. Well, that's BS. That isn't to say that you could not have racism play into it, but the idea that if you really cannot think of a single other reason to put in the maybe it's not the best idea column other than racism, then you should not be in any decision-making position whatsoever. So we'll have that coming up, our Heroes Breakfast, free breakfast for veterans, till 9 a.m. this morning at Scramblers. I'm Nick Reed. First alert forecast from Color 10 Fox 49 meteorologist Tom Schmidt. Cloudy today. There may be a little bit of morning drizzle. Otherwise, a high today of 50. Mostly cloudy, 35 tonight. Partly sunny tomorrow with a high of 54. And Sunday, mostly sunny. Again, high of 54. <clears throat> so earlier this week, there was a story. And, and it, it came and went largely because, and I knew, this would go nowhere simply because of the, quote, leadership that we have in the state of Missouri and in the Republican Party. Headline, Missouri State Rep calls for Parson to ban Palestinian refugees. He says she doesn't know the law. Parson said there's a big difference with the Palestinian people and the people of Hamas. 
Well, that's not really the point, is it? And this is where either the willful misleading is on full display by Parsons' office or he is dangerously naive. Dangerously naive. Let's just start with the fact that consistent polling shows 70 to 80 percent of Palestinians in Gaza support what Hamas is doing. There is, again, either this dangerous ignorance from people like Governor Parson or perhaps even more dangerous, the willful attempt to mislead people into this idea that all of the Palestinians in Gaza are completely set here Hamas they're just these this rogue terrorist element that's running around rampant and the people in Gaza uh, don't really say anything because they're scared and they're also uh, they see themselves as victims and so they keep their mouths shut and and they're almost like uh, an abused you know in an abusive relationship of sorts and and so there is this total and complete separation that is not true Yes, there are some people who abhor from you know, the Palestinians what it is that Hamas does. And frankly, many of them moved into Israel some time ago and have been very anti-Hamas. But when you have 75 to 80 percent, and these are not some sort of one-time internet survey scenario, this is consistently done, and it has been done, in which the people in Gaza, the, quote, the, the, the people, the Palestinian people that people like Governor Parson try to tell us are totally separate, the vast majority of them are right there supportive of Hamas. They want Hamas to do what Hamas is doing. Many of them join forces. Many of them allow themselves to be human shields. So right out of the gate, and you just want somebody like Governor Parson, do you realize this? Do you really not know this? And explain yourself to the people of your state. I haven't even gotten into the story yet. That's just under the headline. One Missouri Republican says Palestinian refugees fleeing the violence in Gaza should not be welcome here, but Governor Mike Parson said her calls are misguided. Parson rebuked a Missouri House Republican who's running for the Senate. His remarks suggested that Missouri State Rep. Chris Dinkins' broad call for a ban on all refugees from an entire war-torn region showed she was uninformed about the law, unserious about her proposal, and inexperienced on the job. Quote, well, you don't have the authority to do that to start off with. I mean, anybody that's been around a little bit. So he's being dismissive and essentially acting as if this is some sort of idiot who doesn't even understand the law. Well, here's what I do know. Somehow in Texas, the governor there has figured out that you can, even if people are deliberately dropped into or they bring themselves into your state, you can get rid of them. In fact, it is because of this recognition and this reality 
that we are actually beginning to see some positive recognition in this country, like the, 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 the recognition is positive of, as to what's really going on. This is why you have the governor of New York pitching a fit now. This, is, this, is, this has been a good thing because of the recognition of people like Abbott that, yes, you can do something about it. And Governor DeSantis, guess what? He figured out he did the same thing. So, and, and I don't know, maybe in Missouri, Republicans have something in place that prevent us from being the sort of state like Texas and Florida is that allows for the removal of individuals out of the country or out of the, the state, rather, that are not legal citizens. But this dismissive attitude, this arrogant attitude on behalf of individuals that, frankly, a majority of which would love to see harm done to us and to the people of Israel. It's a pretty remarkable thing to see from a governor that touts himself as some sort of conservative. Parson said the federal government can place refugees anywhere they want to without asking your permission. Okay, again, and when that happens... Maybe somebody should call Governor Parsons' office and give him the number to the governor's office in Florida and the governor's office in Texas and say, maybe you ought to call them because they seem to somehow have figured out what you can't. And that is, yeah, when the feds drop them in, because especially Florida, I mean, people who have come up across the southern border and end up in Florida have ended up there because the feds put them there. Does DeSantis sit around and go, well, nothing we can do about it? When the citizens of Florida or other lawmakers of Florida were to say, hey, we need to do something about it, did DeSantis dismiss them as, oh, you don't know what you're talking about? You don't understand the feds can bring them here and there's nothing we can do about it. Parson rejected her calls to paint civilians with such a broad brush. Again, this level of naivety, uh, it, 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 it goes beyond absurd and dangerous and frankly, it's a little disgusting. I don't know if he lives in this bubble and just really is so clueless as to the fact that a vast majority of the Palestinian citizens are supporters of the things that are occurring. Can he really be that? Is he that Joe Biden-ish? Is there not a single person that is a staff member that can pull him aside, that is an advisor to say, uh, actually, Mr. Governor, you're way off on this one. A vast majority of Palestinians are on the same page as Hamas. Aside from all of that, let's say for just a moment. And I know some of you, as I explain this, you're going to go, well, yeah, no kidding. Who doesn't know that? Apparently, some people, particularly the office of Governor Parson, is clueless as to this. Spend a little too much time going around trying to figure out how to raise your taxes as opposed to recognizing the reality of what's going on here. Even if 
a vast majority of Palestinians were not supportive of Hamas's terrorist attacks. Let's even say somehow miraculously there wasn't a single Palestinian civilian or citizen in Gaza who was supportive of Hamas. They were all against it. And so we were going to allow people from Gaza who have gone to the Gazan border and say, hey, I want out and I want to go to the United States, that because all Palestinian citizens are against Hamas in this delusional world that people like Parson live in, and so we're going to allow them to come here into the United States. Are you really, and into Missouri specifically, are we really going to be so naive as to believe that a terrorist isn't going to, I don't know, utilize that pipeline to get here into the United States? You don't think for, it's, it's never crossed the mind? of the Parson administration that just maybe, just maybe, if a member of Hamas, if a terrorist had decided that they wanted to get into the United States, wanted to, it, and, and by the way, you think, well, why would they target Missouri? It isn't a matter of that, because what happens here is they just get pipelined here by the administration, and once they're here, the decision is made, all right, well, let's put these people over here, let's send these people over there, here, we'll put these in Missouri. So it's a degree of Russian roulette. The problem is we're the ones with the barrel pointed at our heads. In order to take the position that Parson is taking and his rationale for it, you have to, one, be in total denial about the majority of Palestinians supporting Hamas, and two, refuse to believe that terrorists would ever pretend to be refugees in order to get here to the United States. Can anyone argue that that position is any less dangerous or naive than a position of Kamala Harris when it comes to the border? Their position, their perspective is no different. Now, I, I will throw this out. It is at least honest, though I would argue poor judgment, to say and acknowledge these realities, to say, you know what, yep, I know it. I know that 70 to 80% of the citizens of Gaza are supportive of Hamas and what they're doing in their terrorist attack. And yep, I fully know and recognize that when you create a pipeline to other countries of refugees, including the United States, you're going to have some terrorists use that as a way to sneak in. But I still think it's the right thing to do. I think it's a risk that you take in order to save the minority of innocent people in that, that part of the world. Uh, we can disagree as to whether or not that is a moral position, whether that is what you should, as somebody that's supposed to be representing the people of Missouri, should be doing, as opposed to instead representing, and you know, th those are all valid discussions to have. But what is not valid, what is either dishonest or dangerously naive, is to ignore the realities and to pretend as if there's no danger whatsoever in doing this, and anyone who says otherwise is probably a little racist and doesn't understand the law. Shame on Governor Parson. Springfield's Talk 104.1. I'm Nick Reed. 
We have our Heroes Breakfast going on. Free breakfast for veterans till 9 a.m. Don't forget also to make your way over to ksgf.com and get registered for a free pizza party from Godfathers and Boy. Are you all in for a treat now? That's right, you are. Especially if you're eating breakfast. <laughs> Thanks. Thanks a lot. Yes, I lost my voice. This is the moment where Sarah has to talk. It is. I'm but sorry. she cannot talk. And I said, I can do it for you. Just, no, no. I'm trying. <sighs> I'm trying to spare your ears and you're making me talk more. But I want to tell you about Avis, the car rental company. They have their brand new long-term rental program. And it is a great time to get information on it, especially if you are going to ring in the new year with a new vehicle. The long-term rental program was created to bridge that gap between buying a vehicle and leasing a vehicle. Right now, they have brand new 24 inventory on stock. So if you are thinking about purchasing a vehicle, you're wanting to do that longer test drive, the long-term rental program is a great way to start to make sure that you are getting the right vehicle for you and your family. Now, if you want more information on the long-term rental program, just swing by the Avis store. It's located off of Fort and Sunshine. Speak to Lauren. And of course, you can find all of their contact information under the Sarah's Endorsements tab at KSGF.com. All right. Thank you, Peter Brady. Wow. That was awful. I sound terrible. Like Peter Brady over here. <laughs> hey, we will have our happy hour. This is a special happy hour. It is our Christmas happy hour. In fact, the uh, Retro Metro is shut down for the day. Uh, if you are arriving a little bit early, I know sometimes it just works out. In fact, normal happy hours when I get there, oftentimes there's a, you know I'll get there a little before four, and some of you are already there, and you may show up. And I'm like, Wait a minute, it's closed. It is, but it's open for our event, four to six. So all of you are invited to that. And we are doing our annual travel around the 417 to local businesses to come up with Christmas gift ideas to help you out. Foreman Mechanical Heating and Cooling sponsoring again this year. Corwin Ford, Springfield Republic, providing transportation. And all day we're going to stop at different locations. We'll, uh, we'll uh, come to you as you listen to the shows throughout the day during commercial breaks, tell you where we are, what we got. We'll do Facebook Lives as well, so you can follow us there. 1041, is that the KSGF or 1041 Nick Reed that we do? No, I was at the um, Facebook Lives. Are we doing that on the 1041 Nick Reed or the KSGF Facebook? KSGF. Okay, the KSGF one. But we'll probably tag the Nick yeah, Reed one. Yeah, yeah. So either which one of those you can watch. And and uh, and then each one of the items that is listed will be given away at Retro Metro tonight to one person. All right? So all you got to do is come by and have a great time with us. Kick off the weekend. Cam from Our Great Escape is going to be there as well. I know many of you know and love her, so she'll be there. Uh, I'll be there. Sarah will be there. Who knows who else will be there? Hopefully you'll be there. Coming up, Mitch McConnell, less popular than Bob Menendez. But Donald Trump is the problem that Republicans have. Springfield's Talk, 1041. I'm Nick Reed. I don't want a lot for Christmas. There is Streaming just live, one KSGF.com. Hello, everyone. I don't care about Senate the Minority Leader Mitch McConnell is less popular than Senator Bob Menendez, the latter of whom is facing serious corruption charges. Some of those on his own side have called him on him to resign. The results stem from morning consult data showing McConnell standing as the least popular U.S. senator in the country. Least popular. Now understand, some of his biggest supporters 
are the same people that say Trump should not run because he's too unpopular and cannot win, even though his popularity far exceeds the popularity of Mitch McConnell. McConnell, 29% approve of him, 65% disapprove, a net approval of negative 36. McConnell has beaten out every other senator in terms of having a negative approval rating, even Senator Menendez, who is also included in the top 10 least popular senators, as 36% approve of him and 46% do not, giving him a net rating of negative 10. So Mitch McConnell's negative rating is over three times what it is for Senator Menendez, who's facing, like, prison time. He's indicted for uh, accepting bribes and a number of other offenses. There's a story in the the Federalist about how the Democrats illegally voted to advance a SCOTUS attack and subpoena private citizens that are conservative. And so they've gone full-blown police state here. And they are just ignoring their own rules and violating the law in order to advance their agenda. And as you can imagine, there are Republican senators that are pitching a fit about it. And, you know, well, you just can't do this. (laughs) Yeah, they can. And why wouldn't they? John Cornyn, who is he's a Mitch McConnell carbon copy. He's part of the the elite establishment. And he said, quote, You've just destroyed one of the most important committees in the United States Senate. Congratulations on destroying the United States Senate Judiciary Committee. Oh, okay. You think they care? (laughs) There's also some of this, well, you just wait until we're in charge sort of thing. You'll be sorry if you do this because what goes around comes around. Uh, No, it doesn't. It does not. (laughs) And, And they don't care. This is, again, the reason that Republicans are not... This is the reason that the RNC is not raking in the money, among the other reasons. This is why the Republican establishment cannot shake off Donald Trump. Because the people that they want to be in charge, they are, in essentially the terms of Vivek Ramaswamy, they're losers. And they're losers who are ultimately supposed to be the ones in charge. Yet, when they fail, they blame Trump. You know who else blames Trump for their failures? Joe Biden, Chuck Schumer, Nancy Pelosi. Anybody notice the common theme here when it comes to the blame game and it's Donald Trump's fault? And this isn't to say that Donald Trump is perfect and that nothing wrong ever occurred under Donald Trump. But these people, the jobs that they have, the jobs that they ask for, the reasons they say they want the job, when they fail miserably, it's Donald Trump's fault. And for Mitch McConnell or... Rona over there at the RNC, these people who, among other things, are supposed to get out there and help Republicans get elected. Mitch McConnell, for his part, keep or grab the Senate. Uh, McDonald, for her part, over there at the RNC to raise money and to also get Republicans elected. And when it doesn't happen, they just sit around. And, of course, who do they? But, well, it's not our fault. It's Donald Trump's fault. What does that say about you? 
And what does it say when you're using the exact same excuses for your failures as the Democrats use? It would be one thing if Mitch McConnell were wildly popular, but he is liked least. And whenever you cram down, when you expect your voters to get out and to get excited for a party that clearly has a distaste for them, doesn't like them, and puts people in leadership that they don't want, what do you think is going to happen? News in 60 Seconds, I'm Nick Reed.